Hey, thanks for coming back for another week of the Airport Minute, where every day we discuss Monday through Friday the greatest disaster movie ever made. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm host number two, Mark Cerulli of CovertOps.tv. And we have a really special guest this week, Mr. Pete Mummert from the Indiana Jones Minute. Hello. Thanks for being with us, Pete. It's uh, It really is an honor and a pleasure to have you here. Uh, I listen to you guys and your podcast all the time. I would suggest everybody that's listening to us that hasn't checked out the Indiana Jones Minute, go find it. It's on iTunes and everywhere you're looking for a podcast, you can find it. Just type in Indiana Jones Minute. Well, thank you. I appreciate you being a, uh, a fervent listen- listener of our uh, little podcast. We, uh, we we go on with different things. There's not as much uh, uh, melting Nazis and things, but who knows? You know, <laughs> well, they deserve to be melted, don't they? <laughs> we're still early in the movie, so you know, any, anything could turn up. Uh, we are now this week. We are at. We're still in the executive lounge, as as always. Dear Bert and uh, uh, Jean, or or Mel and Tanya, as we go by their names, pondering the uh, senseless marriage of uh, Dear Mel with uh, with Cindy. <laughs> So I think last week we were we left it with uh, Burt Lancaster's thumbs going up and down the sides of that beautiful Edith head uh, jacket of, uh, of of Tanya. Well, I mean, uh, let's let's just come out and say Gene Seberg is pretty damn beautiful. Yeah, wish, wish they were my thumbs. <laughs> but apparently, uh, Bert is trying to do the right thing and not give in. Uh, talk, yeah, 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 give in. T- talk her into uh, to staying. And you know who wants to leave snowy Illinois when you could be <laughs> <laughs> under San Francisco under San Francisco yeah. skies? Yeah. Now, Pete, you're a, you're a West Coaster, right? I mean, would, yeah, I'm in would, San Francisco skies right now. So, oh, perfect. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I support that movie. You could you could catch that uh that TGA uh, flight right back there and and enjoy uh, Petroniisms. Yes. So Tanya pulls that that little card about how much do you you know want to be with me in this moment. And she, I, I wasn't expecting her to be so manipulative. She seemed like she was just going to be the long suffering uh, girlfriend of Mel, but she dropped, she dropped a couple of cards there. Well, I don't think they're having a fling. Do you, do you think that? I think there's, there's lots of, I think there's I mean, some, yeah, there's mutual interest and maybe a little sexual tension, but I don't think, cause he's remember he's, he's like the loyal family man. He's, you know, Mel gets it done. He's the man. <laughs> Well, do you get the feeling this is the first time his giant thumbs have been on her shoulders? <laughs> well, well, maybe not her shoulders. <laughs> have you guys talked about the novel at all, or have you guys got into the the novel by Arthur Haley? Yeah, we've we've talked a little bit. It's a, it is a. I mean, there's a lot more. You know, they they leave out Mel's brother in this thing, and then there's a whole lot of uh, back and forth. So I'm just the way we're picturing the movie is that it's separate from the novel in that there's so much, there, there are many missing pieces. So this is kind of like a whole different story, maybe a different universe. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good. I was just, that, the only reason I brought that up is I had sort of looked at a few parts of the novel, uh, before coming on here. And I was, I wow. was surprised that they had had, um, there was some very passionate hand holding they had had, but it was a pretty chaste affair otherwise. Well, he doesn't want to be his brother-in-law. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. If, well, he doesn't. He hasn't had time to find out about Vern's revelation yet. So, uh, <laughs> neither is Barbara Hale. But there you go. I don't. I don't. I. He, I know he wants to do the right thing. But the other side of it is, is after he's just had this little tête-à-tête uh, tete with Cindy on the phone in in Tanya's office, I was thinking maybe he's just trying to clean house and say, "I'm gonna, you know, I'm done with 
I'm done with all this. I'm just going to, you know, live a monastic lifestyle. But I, I, I don't know. I, I can't read him at the moment. Well, I like there, you know, up on the wall there, there are those two portraits, like sort of medieval portraits. And I kept looking at them, and it, to me, that sort of looked like one was Cindy and one was Tanya. Like there was the blonde and there was the brunette. And it's kind of like the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. And he's just kind of like, what should I do oh, here? Oh, yeah, there we are. Yeah, sure. Intriguing. It's over at yeah. the chapel uh, yeah. corner of the room. Yeah, yeah, the chapel of the executive lounge. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, okay. Yeah, very, uh, very, and that's over uh, Mark's favorite uh, credenza, I think. That little, <laughs> oh yeah, little yeah, table. yeah. Can I ask you guys? Yeah. You guys, it sounds like maybe you've talked about this, but what is this room exactly? What, what is this for? Is this for pilots or is this for executives at the airport? Or we've been trying to figure out. I mean, the, the over the over the past couple of weeks where we've been locked in here forever, the the general consensus is it's some kind of a room that TGA uses to help their VIPs. It's not part of the Commanders Club, and they can lock the door between there. This is like the the holy of holies for TGA folks. What we're what we've also tried to figure out. Yeah, it, but it's <laughs> it's more. It's it's an entertainment center, and since TGA is TGA is one of many air, airlines that are. At Lincoln International, we're thinking Delta might have one, American, Continental, uh-huh. and they've all got a fireplace. So there must be you know, chimneys <laughs> with billowing smoke outside that looks like Mordor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very peculiar room, and it's right next to uh, to Tanya Livingston's office. So she's live, and then beyond that is the uh, beyond that is the the balcony that goes out to the to the main terminal. So mm. everybody that's using this room has to parade through. Tanya's shabby little office and right. go into the, the the little paneled room there. And then they look at those that urn on the the fireplace. I was wondering about that too. Is like is that someone's ashes or what, what is that? I think yeah, that's a priceless it, Ming vase. That, you know. <laughs> well, and the and the weird uh, stylized uh, bicycle wheel that's hanging yeah. off the ceiling. Is that you know, a compass? It, it, it looks kind of like a compass, isn't it? Yeah, I was I was thinking it's halfway between a wheel and a compass. I mean, the more I look at this room and we keep visiting and visiting, it just doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. How many? They must have sixty subscriptions to all those magazines. We keep talking about that. Uh-huh. They're all current. They're all current for the time. Who's reading them? Who do they have to entertain that long that they can go through <laughs> sixty magazines? Hey, do you think they had Famous Monsters magazine in there? <laughs> It's possible. It's a little early for your particular uh, magazine, but uh, Mark was in. What, what was what? What edition? Do you remember what what issue that was? Oh God, please! Uh, uh, something in the seventies. Yeah, like an idiot. I sent in a photo, and and they actually put it in the magazine. I was horrified, even as a teenager. Wasn't that the point of the magazine, though? Uh, yeah. Yes. True. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fame and fortune, uh, but it's yeah, it's it's all, it's all very. Maybe this is why. Maybe this is why Tanya wants to get out of town. She's just, this whole place just freaks her out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I was. Yeah. I glanced. I looked a couple of them up. I was curious, and it looked like they're all sort of different months. So it's sort of like a dentist office. Like you go in, and yeah. oh, this is five months old already, or this is eight months old, or this. Maybe, maybe there is a separate medical facility than this. You know, like we, we've never seen. <laughs> We've never seen the reverse wall where the camera is, or, you know, reverse of that. So there might be another TGA doctor thing. <laughs> dentist. Remember reading an article about the dentist at JFK. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the other thing it could be, uh, since we um, we're doing these out of order, so I'm trying to remember what minute we're in. We may have 
already passed. Yes, we did already pass this. The No, we haven't already passed, but coming up in a future episode, we're going to see the TGA uh, reservations desk, which is just row and row of women uh, typing and telling people that they're not allowed to tell them who's on what plane. This may, Maybe this is the, the ante room for people waiting to become reservations agents and they, you know, or, or HR is somewhere in between them. It could be just a whole star-shaped <laughs> phalanx of offices. Um, I don't, <laughs> or just the doorway to another dimension. You know, this, they, they could take this in any any form they want now. Let's, well, we're still back with we're still back with Mel and Tanya, and Tanya's just dropped that little card about. Well, are you gonna, you know, do you or don't you? What's it gonna be, boy? And Mel keeps saying that he's not as honest as he thinks he, as she thinks he is. So, oh, what did so he? I, what did he else. mean by that? What did she mean by that? I, I couldn't tell if he was saying I was lying because I wanted to spend time with you, and it sort of made him like a lovable rogue, or if he was saying I was lying because I just didn't want to see my wife. Yeah, it's. I mean, you can. <laughs> She could take it in an optimistic way that, you know, he's really here for me or maybe he just he just does. He tells people uh, anything they want to hear and or he doesn't tell them at all. You know, he just keeps things like the way he he's very big. Yeah. The way he didn't call Cindy on the uh, on the phone when uh, when he knew he was he wasn't going to make that appointment that he wore the uh, tuxedo for at the beginning. So it's just all, I don't know, a peculiar thing. I'm. I, I, well, it's, you know, it's strange. Uh, speaking as a guy, vagueness is your friend, you know, when, <laughs> when, when dealing with women sometimes. You don't yeah, want to get tied into anything. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I keep picturing some someday they will release a DVD and Mel will they'll, they'll have some kind of like a meter floating over him saying level of trouble Mel thinks he's in and, and <laughs> just keeps going up and down. Yeah. <laughs> he's anything but mellow. So uh yeah, it and but she's a very accommodating woman too actually. Oh yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll give up my I'll give up my opportunities for careers and, and guys that have that are not currently married and go to go to San Francisco On but I think they'll say that maybe, yeah, it's, it's like that scene then, from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> so yeah. you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, exactly. It, uh, it's just, <laughs> and that whole that whole. I mean, he, after after he does this stuff, he's he goes into that big soliloquy about you know why he's doing all these things, and and he's talking about his family, and he he's saying that uh, you know he's worried about his kids and then he said especially Robbie so apparently Libby is yeah whatever Libby will get over stormed it. away from the table that that's Robbie the oh, angry teenager yeah. from the <laughs> montage yeah and she, she, she had uh, you know her two lines were are you coming home tonight and bye dad and that was it that was it for her that was her for you know that's the series wrap but apparently he doesn't seem to care that much about Lisa Gerritsen because she's she's so tuned out on the whole thing. I mean that's why she didn't even bother getting up when the uh, when the montage was going on. She just kept eating her carrots and uh, whatever she was eating. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, she he knows he's in a screwed up family, but he's not doing anything about unscrewing it. Yeah. And then he gets down to that part. The music, Alfred Newman's music swells and he keeps going. And I think about my mother and father and God knows. Yeah. It's like <laughs> what are you? What are you talking about, Mel? What is this going to do with anything? Yeah, I, I, well, no I, wonder he didn't like making the movie. Yeah, and yeah. And, and Tanya says, "So is that a yes or a? No? I don't. Where where are we leaving that? You know, he just he starts monologuing about you know the, the world at large and everything that everything that he's seen in his past. 
but it's just a very a very frustrating episode. I don't uh, he can't, the two things we are now knowing about Mel is that one he can't delegate and two he can't say yes or no on simple questions, you know, should I leave, should I go? It's just frustrating. Well, a lot of the movie seems to be him not making decisions. Yeah. He just it, <laughs> he just seems to show up, announce that there's trouble and then go on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait till someone fixes it or tells him what to do. And he's... Yeah, he he's almost like the uh, the curator of the Museum of Mel's Failures. <laughs> Peter, I don't know if you're watching Stranger Things, but I I think this would be the overlay point for the uh, should I stay or should I go song. If, <laughs> um it's uh yeah, it's he is a very I don't. I want to say broken guy, but a very ineffective guy. All he seems to be good at is yelling at people and sticking to his guns on whatever he's whatever decision he's made. Yeah, that's a good point. Mark, he's you got had, the great scar. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the great acne scar, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. He's you know, thank God for uh, HD. He, uh, <laughs> his uh, and and that hair and those shoulders. I mean, he just finished uh, the swimmer. Was it the year before, Mark? I don't. Sixty-eight. 68. Okay, so yeah, he was still in solid shape. So, well, I kept, I kept thinking I was hoping this like this whole movie is his like when he's in the swimmer, this is the the past life he's thinking back to. So this is all a flashback from the swimmer. Oh, now that was yeah. Right. Cuz yeah, he's talking that... he keeps talking about the Lucinda River and his wife's name Cindy and it, right. it kind of matches up. Wow. Yeah, this could be like the prequel. It's <laughs> Yeah, <this> is... <laughs> we have a we have a carbonite dream in this one. So, yeah, uh... he's got the two, the two daughters at home with it. Wow! Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, this could be uh, <laughs> this could be the start of something. I, so I guess we're gonna do the swimmer swimmer minute after this. I'm not sure. I'll, Mark is all for it. That's I, that's oh, one of his favorite. Love that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, one of my favorites too. Yeah, and it's it's unexpected when you watch it. I mean, you're like, am I gonna like this? And it just kind of drags you in. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's all just very puzzling. Um, I think that's all there is in this current minute. I'm uh, I'm sorry you've missed all the uh, all the different uh, executive lounge stuff uh, previously, <laughs> but you'll be hearing it by the time this thing gets gets released. Yeah, I mean, if there were some sandwiches in there, then we could really have a good time. But yeah, I but, think she's cleared them all away. Yeah, there are a lot of ashtrays. We could. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, well. That's one thing we noticed. Yeah, 1970. Everybody smoked everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, the age of smoke, and I don't think we have the trifecta yet where they're smoking while they're eating. But uh, that that could that could come soon. <laughs> it is it is one of the better drinking games of this uh, of this movie. Um, he didn't light he did, he didn't light one up when uh, Helen Hayes was here though. I don't think he wouldn't dare. No. <laughs> anyway, this is just the start of a week of this kind of silliness. But we will we will return tomorrow. Uh, be, I hope you can be with us, and uh, yeah. we will we will I catch it. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb. I, I think Pete will be back. <laughs> you're you're a big odds maker. I know yeah, that. Going to try to make it. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, in the meantime, if you would like to discuss your thoughts on uh, Mel's indecision making, or uh, or whether Jean should really move to uh, to San Francisco and start her own uh, melodrama out there, you can reach us on social media at uh, twitter.com or Airport Minute. On Facebook, we're Airport Minute. On our great big website, we are airportminute.com, where you can leave a comment at the bottom of every episode. Also, if you'd like to get this podcast delivered to you Monday through Friday, we are on iTunes. Uh, Just search for Airport Minute, and please leave us a great comment with lots and lots of stars to the right, and that way more people will find out about this little podcast. Uh, I think that's about it for Monday. We will check back with you all tomorrow. 
Uh, in the meantime, good day. Bye-bye. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. Thank you.